Coming to you from 8122 Production Studios in the heart of the 607, this is Horror Zone 607. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. And remember, you can always join the conversation using hashtag HZ607. Zone 607, the podcast where we talk all things horror and bring you the week's biggest horror movie news. I'm your host, Mike C., and for me, it is week five of quarantine. I have uh, tunneled halfway to Mississippi. Um, I'm not quite sure where I am, but uh, I've got a long beard, and uh, I have a giant afro, and uh, I'm uh, living with uh, several uh, several uh, creatures that uh, grow underground. So that's a little update. Little update to start the show where I'm at. Uh, Sounds I'm no delightful. longer in Kansas. No longer in Kansas. So, uh, you know, before I get started, uh, I do have a public service uh, announcement that I do need to make. Uh, it's really important news. Um, you can see him May 15th performing his one man Hollow Notes tribute band. Uh, Rich. Rich is in the studio. Yeah, that's back, right, buddy. man. If you're going to tribute anybody, it's got to be Hollow Notes. Who has more hits than Hollow Notes? Let's be honest. It, it, oh. it was hard to learn all the hits because there's just a lot of them. And doing the oh, two yeah. voices at once is pretty impressive. I, you know, it, it, you know what the hard part was. I'll be honest, Professor. The hardest part about doing it is like when they try to sing at the same time. Yeah, or the right after or right after. <laughs> it was really hard to throw my voice, but I figure I made it. And also, when I go on tour, I, I have to shave my beard because I need to get that sweet, sweet mustache. Yeah, I got to get that. Oh, yeah. I, I have, I've been I have growing out that. I've been growing out that that sweet mustache. Uh, I can't remember if it was Hall or Oates that had it. I can't. I, I honestly don't remember which one was the mustache guy. And I'm not John even gonna Oates. look at. It was, it was John, John Oates. Oates. He's got. He's got one it of the. John yeah. Oates, he's got the second most I'm magnificent mustache. To be his mustache for Halloween. You Think should do it, it like two faces. Think about it. He's had. He's has the second most iconic mustache of all time. Of course, behind Tom Selleck. Nobody has yeah. a better mustache than Magnum P.I. Uh, yeah, but think about Don't it. Magnum P.I. Tom Selleck. Kurt Russell's a late stage great mustache. Like, uh, he never had a mustache when he was super popular. For, for sake of a joke, and I'm not going to go any deeper, but I bet you it'll make Mike laugh, Gary Sheffield has always had a great mustache. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there it is. And I'm going to end it with that. Anybody there gets a joke? Is. There you go. I'm not going to say anything so. else. So yeah, we're uh, going to be opening up the country for one day and one day only, May fifteenth. <laughs> uh, don't forget to watch it. Uh, All notes tribute band starring Rich. Listen, <laughs> they can't. They can't. Once again, it's just like. By the way, it's just like Area Fifty One. If you want to be there live, they can't arrest us all. <laughs> That's correct. That's correct. And there, right. you never know. He there might be alien man there too. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. But anyways, but go you, on. You do have somebody else in the studio with you. He's That's back. Right. No, we do Smartest man in all of horror podcasting. Welcome back to Professor. Well, hello. How are you? Hi there. Hey. How's, how's it been the last couple of weeks? Oh, it's been wild. Online education. I saw a video. Yeah. I saw a video of the professor training. Yeah. He's 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 getting into the training mode. Yeah. They, was that, it was, yeah. that was satire, correct? Or were you trying to be No, that's serious? real. That's real. <laughs> no, that was not real. Yeah, I was going to say, you uh, throw the weakest punch I mean, of any Italian that I know. That is, uh, my boxing that is name is Tinkle Fist. a real Rocky Balboa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, they call the me Tinkle Rocky. Fist. 
and uh, you know my my uh, punches land like a light rain. <laughs> it's like a drizzle on a, on <laughs> yeah. a warm summer well, day. Well, my cousin, my cousin, we're gonna do a matchup eventually. Um, I'm Tinkle Fist. He is the drizzle. Drew the drizzle Pearson. Ah, there we go. Um, All right. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do. We're, so you're prepared for a this match, battle? Yeah. Okay. And it's gonna be interesting. All right. Well, that's awesome. I, I can't wait to see it. I, I was actually I, I, yeah. I looked I, I looked and saw it the one day. I'm like, you know what? This makes my day today. I, I'm glad I, the, when the professor puts something out there that's uh, you know not just him reading a book on a porch. It makes me feel like, how did you set up your in, in the case of uh, in, the, in the case of quarantine? How the fuck did you set up this picture to make it look professional? Because man, I can't if I if I put my phone on the side, uh, I'm yeah, not going to get the I, right. I know I know how I you I know you did it on your own, but I'm just saying if I do that, I'm not going to get that professional quality of you sitting on a porch reading a book. I have a good eye. <laughs> it's going to be yeah, true B. It's going to cut half of me off. I wish I could have been one of your neighbors watching you set that up. Well, it's funny. That, it's funny because the neighbor's cats actually watch me when I go down to uh, punch the... I have a heavy bag down in the basement. Um, and every time I'm like working out and I'm, I'm hitting the thing, I look up and in the window of the basement, like those small little windows, there's like maybe one or two cats just like looking at me like what the hell's going on you scared all they, the cats away because they, they hear they hear the tinkle fist yeah they, they're scared all the cats away man yeah do you have bells on your uh gloves is that why they might hear the chime no of the it's bells. the it's the chain of the heavy ah, bag. okay there you yeah, go. that's there you they're go. sensitive to that I, I knew there had to be a noise <laughs> so, that they were coming for so i i gotta ask you guys how's uh how's little michael a doing in the studio oh he's actually in a pile in the corner he's right slumped. now <laughs> He, he's he's, he's about, slumped in the corner. That's par for the course. That's par for the course. We put him in the corner. Uh, well, I, actually, let's be honest. We just didn't want to set him up this we week. We didn't set him up. Yeah, sorry. Uh, and see, we're at least honest because this is radio. We could have lied. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is this is all audio. There was no visual representation. He's we could have told you that he was sitting here and uh, taking over the spot very well, and we could have even involved him in the conversation by making pauses. But uh, no, the he's, pants are on top of the head. This week he is he's ah. in a he's in a pile. <laughs> so well, you know, know what? The, the resemblance was uncanny to me, and uh, it just made me feel good that I was there with you guys in some form. So well, yeah, you still are so, just kind of in a pile. Yeah, <laughs> I should we, get a mannequin head. We got a big show. I need to get mannequin heads for those masks got. over there. <laughs> and then when yeah. I get a mannequin head yeah. for the mask, I can use that as your head, and we can put the mask on if we want to be fun. Yeah. I have a couple masks there. So. Sure. So, anyway, sorry, I cut you off. I, I just thought it was funny. No, no, that's okay. That's okay. So, just saying, uh, we, you know, we got a big show this week. Uh, we got, believe it or not, a ton of news. Uh, some some uh, big stuff to talk about there. Uh, we're also going to be uh, doing the uh, the review that we promised a couple of weeks back. Uh, as you know, uh, last week, uh, Shutter's series Cursed Films uh, premiered two new episodes. One of which was about the movie Poltergeist. Uh, so we'll be discussing the actual movie Poltergeist. And uh, that's going to be fun. You know, we'll, we'll give our reviews and our thoughts on that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I figured we'd kick off the news. Uh, some, some super big stuff. Yeah, that, kick it uh, off. Has been coming out. I, yeah, I really can't believe uh, some of the stuff. I figured it was going to be, you know, the shows were going to be different throughout this pandemic uh, just because there wasn't anything in production. But it's just like it just keeps coming and coming and coming. That, that, um, just like me and your mom. Yeah. <laughs> that's just Sorry. Reminds me of just that. Just coming so. and coming and coming. Sorry. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you're fired. So, and and my mom sends her love. So. Hopefully, she's not listening. Uh, but yeah, to uh, to to kick off the news, uh, you know, this has been something that's been talked about for what seems like the last thirty years, twenty years. But uh, Hellraiser, 
uh, is officially being remade. It is official. It is happening. Uh, it's going to be produced by Spyglass, who are also going to be behind the next Scream movie. Uh-huh. And it's going to be directed by David Bruckner. So this thing is actually happening. Bruckner, remind, what has, what's he done? Uh, you have a phone. You, if you don't know, I can't, I'm not going to tell you. Well, that. I'm going to look it up while you keep going. Well, anyways, uh, <laughs> Uh, he was behind VHS. He was. Oh. He was. Uh, he did. He wrote and directed VHS. Or he. Well, one he, of the seconds. He did amateur night. He did amateur night. Oh, and that's a good one. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He Ooh. also co-wrote and co-directed the Signal, which I am not familiar with. Signal was but, good. Uh, it was a cool little movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the amateur night segment of VHS, one of my all-time favorites. Yeah. Well, I'm going to be the one that says, "Yeah, we don't really need it. We don't." But, he was actually. He was set to direct a Friday the 13th reboot for Paramount, but left that in uh, 2015, too. So, so he's kind of got his hands in a lot of things. He's trying to get out there, you a know, trying to, trying to make some big things. And Hellraiser, pretty big, you know. And it's uh, the, the words that were used is that it's being remade, which I think is kind of what we expected. I, I don't think that we expected another awful direct-to-video, direct-to-digital uh, sequel. But see, I would prefer, but, um, in this case, I think I would prefer reboot. The I difference between a reboot and a remake is, is is a fine line, but still. And, and in a nutshell, we'll go with the Kevin Smith uh, thing. A, a a remake is is making the same thing a second time, and and, and that making people pissed off. I.e., yeah. the Nightmare on Elm Street uh, remake. remake. It was definitely a remake because they didn't bring any new ideas to the table. They didn't change anything. I mean, yes, obviously it wasn't shot for shot because you, you don't have to do a shot for shot, but the ideas stayed the same yeah. and hence why people compared it to the original because it was that way and then it got shitted on. And it's bad. Yeah. Now, a reboot, it means you change some things. And I think that they would what they should have done is changed some things because I think that that would be more successful because obviously you're, you're not going to go with Doug Bradley as the star. Yeah. You're going to be going with a whole new cast and things uh, category. Uh, I, if you wanted to keep the, the same vein of the story of the, the stepmother and the, the, and the father and all that, you know, blah, blah, blah. We're not going to dive into the whole story of Hellraiser. But if you want to keep it in the same vein, you could very well do that. Maybe switch roles, whatever, whatever. But you could still make it fresh and make it your own. Like, I don't necessarily want to see Pinhead. Maybe yeah. a new kind of Cenobite to start it off. Well, I, Pinhead, I'm just saying, in the original story, Hellbound Heart, Pinhead isn't even named. He's, right, right, right. You know, he's not even. He's Cenobite yeah. one. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, or lead Cenobite because in the script he was he was called lead Cenobite. Yeah, but uh, the, but here's the thing: I don't necessarily want to see that style though. I want to see them do something maybe a little Some different. New Cenobites. So, and the and the reason why I say that is because I feel like if you make it a mirror image of the original, it will always fall short. The original film was a really good film. Uh, obviously, the villain of that movie wasn't even uh, the Cenobites at all. I mean, they're just, yeah. They're just there. They're they're a plot device, if you will. Uh, technically, if you really, let's talk to Doug Bradley, like I got to talk to Doug Bradley, he's, he basically has always said that technically Pinhead's never been the bad guy. No. He's just the judge and the executioner. Basically, the he gives you an option. Humans are always the villains. He gives, he gives you the option. And, and that's fine. He talks to the people and finds out why. And then he gets you get punished <laughs> upon that. But yeah. but here's the right. thing, you know, like, and, so... I mean, he, re- he really doesn't do a whole lot. No, no. There's not much that he does do in the series, especially no. the, the first couple movies. First movies, you know, he's, he's in for less like than five minutes. Kind of there. Yeah, they're, the they're, like, you know, they're antagonists, maybe, but they're not bad guys. No, I agree right. with you. Right. And, you know, and, and it's a double-edged sword doing this because, you know, if you don't have him... People are going to just be all over it. Where's Pinhead? Where's Pinhead? Where's Pinhead? This is like Halloween 3 without Michael Myers. This is going to yeah, be yeah. like 
like Friday the 13th Part 5 without the real Jason. No, I where, get is you. He, where is he? Yeah. Where is he? Where is he? But, but what, if you have him in there, if it's not Doug Bradley, people are going to be all over that, like they did the last two direct-to-video ones, which were awful. Right, that's my point. And, my point um, is it is a double-edged sword, but I think you could win some, like, okay, let's, the people you need to cater to, and I understand making money, you want to cater to a wide-span audience, but let's be honest, if it's a good movie, the wide-span audience doesn't give a shit because they're not faithful to anything. You know what I mean? Like, if you're just right. doing a casual fan. So the people you need to actually cater this decision around are horror fans. I feel like horror fans are less are, are more forgiving about something that is good than something that is just shit put in a package. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the best way I can think right. about it. It's that Tommy Boy scenario where, you know, you can buy, I can, I can take a shit in a box and put a guarantee on it, still means it's shit. <laughs> and, I, and, and that's, and that's kind of what you do. You can take a shit in a package and call it a Hellraiser, but it, at the end of the day, that could be it. could get a good look at a T-bone by sticking my head up a bull's, bull's ass. Yeah, yeah, but I'd rather take the butcher's word for it. But you know, and, and you could go on and on. I, I, you know, how, who would have thought that that would become a great thing to, to quote? But anyways, oh, that's amazing. Uh, I, I just, I, I also want to, I want to point out that if you're doing something fresh, yes, it's a gamble, but in the long run, it might pay off. Because in the long run, now that we've seen, and I know it didn't pay off at the time, so people can be upset about it. But now that we're seeing Halloween three has become a resurgence, and a lot of people love that movie because now they understand that the movie, yes, doesn't have Michael Myers, but it's a really good movie yeah and a lot of people right. like myself and I, I mean i know i've championed this while but a lot of people have come around to think that friday the 13th 5 is one of the best movies in the franchise because yes it's not jason but at the same time if you forget about that twist ending it's one of the most mean-spirited brutal movies to watch and if you're a horror fan and especially in the slasher genre it's probably with six is what the the two best slasher films in the whole franchise it's got the spirit of it yeah you know? yeah the, the, the five and six are the two most slasherific if you will of the whole series slasherific slasherific <laughs> what, what, what i mean by that brutality yeah body count mean-spirited it's a good like it's it's a word. good mixture and it, i know I, I had to make something up on the fly but you know i, I think that you can pay off in the long run, and I think nowadays people are more forgiving quicker because of those things. Uh, and i.e., we saw, you know, we we saw a really good thing with Halloween 2018. I know you don't like it, Mike. <laughs> I, I'm not even bringing it up to get you started. I'm just saying, if you think I hate about to it, say it, it's on my television right now. Oh, so. hey, oh, watching uh, it again, huh? He's watching. By the way, for somebody who hates that movie, you, you watch have watched it, it more than any me. Me and the professor <laughs> it have always watched comes it. On. Ready for this? It came me? on. I was watching the. I told you guys before, I uh, you, when you first called me to, to set up for the show off air, I was watching the butterfly effect, and uh, this came on afterwards. Me so. and the professor, you, who, who the professor liked the movie a lot, and I was in the middle of the road about it because we're all in different boats. But you have, I guarantee, you've watched that movie more than me and the professor have combined. Fourteen times we have him I, quoted on the show. He's watched yeah. it fourteen so times. So this is fifteen. Yeah. And and how many times have yeah, you watched the professor? He times. likes it. And you he, know what? He really likes it. I still hate it, it more every time. It. <laughs> professor, how many times have I'm you not seen even, it? Twice. Twice. Counting the theater I'm not even or not counting the theater? Counting the theater. I've seen it twice. I'm actually lowering my grade right now as we speak for it. Four times. Four yeah. times between me and the professor. You've hey, Mikey, watched this movie 11 it. more times than me and the professor combined. <laughs> and we were actually people who were like, oh, it was a, it was a good movie. Like I bet, in, it was I bet in I ten it was years, in ten years, Mike is gonna be like, you know what? Complete turnaround. <laughs> you know what? Believe it or not, it was a cinematic masterpiece. <laughs> uh, we're just messing with you. Yeah, yeah we have to. I, don't, I don't, I don't know that that'll happen. All right, well, I do. I think. I, what, what else? Uh, what other news do we got besides Pinhead? Because I think. Well, we got other remake news. Oh, wow, remake this past week. More remakes. And this one's going to go under the category are what are they thinking? Because apparently the others is being remade. Why? And not only is it being remade, 
supposed supposedly A-list Hollywood talent. This is a quote. A-list Hollywood talent is interested in doing it, and the plan is to reinvent and modernize the film. Well, Nicole Kidman was a is A-list Hollywood talent. Why do they need? Yeah. I, but, I, Greatest thing that ever happened to that movie wasn't even in that movie. It was the scary movie ripoff of it with Michael Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, let's be honest. There was no, like, listen, I'm going to say this. Get, it might get it all the way. It's not even for the cheap thing. There is there is a handful of movies that need to be re, less remaked than this one, including Freddy's Dead. See, I got it out of the way, but There's, I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm being honest. <laughs> but I'm being honest. Like this goes in the line of like, let's remake. We're going to make remake Nightmare on Elm Street. Okay, which one? Freddy's Dead. And you'd be like, oh, really? Of all the movies you could pick, just like <laughs> we're gonna remake, we're gonna remake Friday the Thirteenth. Which are we gonna remake? Jason goes to hell. Really? <laughs> of all the movies we could remake, yeah. and once again, this is in, in that vein. But the other, who, who who cares? That movie, it doesn't, it doesn't. It's not a movie that makes an impact. Uh, it's a it, good movie, and right there's for the nothing time, wrong with it. When's the last time you were sitting around? in a circle with friends and we're like, you know, you know, it was really great. That movie, the others, I thought, you, you were know, you set know, up a different now, scenario. no, no, <laughs> here's what I'm going to say about this. when's the last here's time we were like, Oh, what movie are we going to watch? The others. Never. Never. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I actually, hey, it was on the other day. I, I watched it again the other day when I saw, I went to the theater to see this when it came out, it came out almost 20 years ago. Now it was, I believe 2001 that it came out. Holy shit. When I saw it in the theaters, it, it, there was a lot of buzz behind it. People loved it. It was, it was getting really, really, you know, a lot of critical acclaim. Twist. And I kind of was like, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't understand why people like it. And the more times I watched it as the years went by, and no, this is not going to happen with me in Halloween 2018. <laughs> I know what you're thinking. <laughs> but um, the more times I watched it, the more I liked it. And it grew into the, I am extremely fond of the others. And so, the reason good. being is. It's a good movie. I, I like the haunted house subgenre, but it's not been done well hollywood overdoes it constantly there's always a big ridiculous ending and they just they over they overdo it constantly you look no further than movies like the haunting 1999 look at you know i can defend it see i i hate i hate Haunted house movies, just because they don't do it for me. I, know I, don't, I don't like yeah. the cheap. I don't like, uh, and it's funny that uh, we're going to talk about Poltergeist in the third thing, and and, and I'll, I'll bury the lead. But uh, I enjoy Poltergeist. I don't usually like possession movies, and I don't like uh, haunted house movies, and it's because I don't like the cheapness of them. Yeah. But I will say this: there is one set of movies I do like in that category, and outside of The Exorcist and Poltergeist, I do like those movies. Uh, there is one set of movies, and that's The Conjuring movies. They, I think, they do haunted houses very well. They do. Uh, but uh, I don't like their. But sub-movies. they're over the top. I don't like their sub. Very much over the. I don't know. The, the final the, act is over the top. You know, the, the other the other remake was just awful. Came out right around the time, like right after um, Sixth Sense, right? Didn't it? Yeah, which yeah. One? it was right around. It was right around I the think time. That, and you know what? I think that's the, why they have the biggest problem with the, that movie because Sixth Sense did everything better. Yeah, and the, they had yeah. the twist ending and all that, and like everybody was like, "Oh, all about the twist." But the others was very then. subtle. You know, they yeah. they went more with atmosphere and suspense, and it's what made it work. It it's wasn't like a over classic. the top. It had a good twist ending. Yeah. You Listen, know, I don't I, want. I didn't see I, the ending coming. I don't want to ruin the last. I don't want to ruin the last segment. But I think the overtop ending is what makes. A great, sometimes a great movie, i.e. Poltergeist. I yeah. mean, if we don't have the overtop ending, because I know we'll get into it later, so I'm not going to mention it now. Poltergeist has but a lot it has an awesome over-the-top ending, and, it, and, and that's what makes it great. I think that's what made the Conjuring movies great, too. There's that slow burn into a crescendo, and then once you hit the crescendo, you're like, oh, shit. And that's why I think that they've never been able to capture the, the uh, Conjuring extended universe, if you will. I don't think that's why they've never been able to capture the same success as the actual Conjuring movies, because... 
they haven't figured out how to do that. The second Annabelle and, movie right. is pretty good. Uh, you know what? I, I it, Annabelle, I was never big on the Annabelle movies, and then the third one ruined me from ever watching another one ever again. Well, the second one, that was, that was yeah. the guy that did Lights Out, right? Yeah, I think so. Uh, that was pretty uh, good. The Curse of La, La Llorona was pretty good. I enjoyed that. I haven't seen that. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed that, too. But that much. was really... That yeah, was yeah, that, well, but that did the thing... That did what I said. It, first of all, it opens that movie opens up with smacking you in the face, and then it's the build, and then there is a crescendo. So actually, they, they did that very well because it opens very right. it opens very hot <laughs> like within the first five minutes you're like i can't believe i'm watching this and that's all i need to say and there was a bunch of kids that went to see a kids movie i do believe what, what i can't remember what it was now there was a kids movie that came out remember mike in canada we talked about it and uh they accidentally played the opening of la la rona instead of the kids movie and oh. i was like oh those kids are traumatized yeah. for life because the first five minutes of that movie are not for kids I need to see this. Now. Oh, you right. need to see it. it was, trust me. Wasn't the first it Frozen Two? I think it was Frozen. It could have been Frozen. It was Frozen Two or something like. No matter what it was, they accidentally. No, 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 no. Frozen Two. I think that uh, the Child's Play remake came Maybe. on. <laughs> but but, 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 no, but La, La Llorona had that same thing happen. I just can't remember the kids yeah. movie. And it, we I were remember. like, we were like, those kids are going to be traumatized for the rest of their lives because the first five minutes of La Llorona are not uh, for the faint at heart. Yeah. Like you, we, right. you watch that first five minutes, you're like, I can't believe they did that on screen right away. And, and of course, me as a fan of horror movies, I'm like, this is amazing. Where do I sign up to watch more of this? Yeah. Uh, but you know, it, I, I'm just saying, I think that's the only Conjuring extended universe movie where they've done uh, a, a good job of capturing what the Conjuring is. With that being said, I mean, like I said, I, it's a Conjuring it, I know, universe. It is right there. Look at we have a poster well, it says in studio from the producers. Yes, the but it is universe. it is from the Conjuring. You, oh. you you'll you'll yeah, see by the end of the movie. Scene. Yeah, there, there's a scene that, that ties one thing in, although there's not much, but there, there's a character and, and a scene that they show that has to do with one of the other movies. If you haven't seen it, I won't give it away. Yeah, don't, don't give it away for him. Don't give it away. Give it, it away. It was much publicized. Give but, it away. I would like him to see it because it's actually very good. Give it away. But no. anyways, uh, it's not yeah, the Yeah, it, it is a good movie. I, okay. Yeah. I know Mike loves the nun. Much better than the nun. Mike loves the nun. You don't, don't let him fool you. Ugh. Oh, you the, know, the movie, the the movie could have worked. I thought he didn't like the character. The nun could have worked. He had a creepy character. You had a, a, a unbelievably uh, creepy environment. You know, everything about that movie should have worked, and it was just awful. It was so bad. Yeah, I've, but I've warmed up to it a little bit, work. but it is kind of jump scare the movie. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a fan of the nun at all. But yeah. once again, I, 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 all things aside, uh, the others was from like most people. If you like that genre, they do like it, so it doesn't need a remake there. But I also go by the fact that as a casual fan who doesn't really like that movie, I'm going to point out, like I said earlier. Nobody ever goes together when we were like, oh, what movie do we want to watch? There's <laughs> yeah. never anybody that brings it to the table and goes, oh, we should do The Others. It's never pretty, in my life. Uh, I, I made the mistake of showing it to film class, and it bored the shit out of them. And then I was like, slow. oh, wait. It's I was a like, burn. I was, I was like, wait till the end, guys. Wait till the end. And then the end came, and then they were like, really? That was it? And I was like, ah, all right, fine. I made you a know, mistake. Here's the thing, too. <laughs> I made a terrible again, mistake. This is 20... 20- 20 years ago that it came out here's the thing that surprised me the most about this because i didn't know that it did this well on a 17 million dollar budget it made 210 million dollars 20 years ago that's good so it did big it was a you know i i would say it would have to be classified under a blockbuster you know when you're over 200 million dollars that's a blockbuster film so yeah but we've had other blockbuster films that i don't need to see a remake of either yeah yeah like Jaws. <laughs> yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, Jaws, you know, I, I, this under the Jaws, category of what are they thinking? Jaws is a know? classic movie, and I don't ever want to see it remade because they're just going to butcher it. I mean, if you need any other evidence, uh, Halloween got a remake. Just saying. 
Yeah. And there's there's uh, people who so, like that Rob Zombie shit. I'm looking at one of them. Yeah. But this yeah, is the same the person who doesn't right like now. the he's the same person who doesn't like the collector. I did I ever say that? Or is or is it Luke that doesn't like the collector? I, of, that was I've Luke. never seen the yeah. collector. One of our one of our compadres doesn't like it. I've you, never you seen need to see the collector. The collector really I've never Damn seen. It. It's good. It's good. Really? I stand by it. It's a good now, movie. I thought you were there the night we all watched it, Professor. I don't remember. Anyways. Yeah, when it came out, I brought it over. Our, remember our uh, – we'll talk off air yeah. about it, but yeah, let's friend of ours over and – Yeah, Luke was there, and I know he hated it. So okay, so I, I got the I wrong, I got the wrong compadre. I don't – if I've seen it, I have no idea. Good movie. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Great premise, good movie. So. And they, they're doing another one. Uh, any other remake news? <laughs> uh, no more remake news, but uh, there's one more story I want to get to before we take a break. And uh, James Wan, uh, we knew that he was going to be producing uh, a new Salem's Lot for the big screen. Ooh. And uh, some news came out about that. Uh, it's going to be written and directed by Gary Dauberman. And for people that don't know who he is, uh, he's been responsible for writing a lot of the Conjuring Universe horror films, such as Annabelle, Annabelle Creation, Annabelle Comes Home, The Nun, It, It Chapter 2, which have nothing to do with the Conjuring Universe, but he wrote those. So he's written five, well, six uh, big time horror movies in the last, you know, decade, less than a decade. And out of those six, six years, out of those six, only a couple of them were good. (laughs) Yeah. That's why I watched it chapter two again over the weekend and I really did enjoy it. I I liked it when I saw it in theaters. I liked it even more seeing it a second time. I I liked it too. I Um, like both the It movies. Uh, And I also, I also would go with, uh, you know, but. I mean, when you said the nun, I was like, "You lost me." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Annabelle comes home. You lost me. I haven't seen Annabelle comes. Oh, home. dude, I've only just, seen just, the. By second... the way, I'll save you some time. It's just an infomercial for other Conjuring projects. Uh, That's all it is. I've all I've, it is. The only outside the original Conjuring, actual Conjuring movies, the only one I've seen is Annabelle Creation, and I like that one. I, I, I'm just telling you, uh, three comes Annabelle comes home. Just save your money. Uh, don't watch it. Save your time, uh, even if it's free. And I'm going to tell you why. Because it literally, <laughs> literally, all it, that's why it gets all it is, is an infomercial for other conjuring projects. That's uh, all it is. It's, it's, yeah. it's an hour and a half infomercial. It, I've watched it again because it's been on HBO lately. So I did go back and watch it again. And although it's it's a fun waste of two hours, it was not good. <laughs> it's a fun, it it's really a fun is not good. Yeah. Well, that was an oxymoron. It's not there. a good movie. <laughs> I wouldn't classify it as like a as like a legendary horror movie. It never will be. But I mean, it's got fun moments in it. You yeah. know, there's some there's some stuff in it that was kind of fun. But I do not think you'll like it very much when you finally see it. See, on you the know, other hand, you know, Rich and I went to see it, and we both walked out did, feeling the same. Did way. either of you guys see the follow up to uh, David Mitchell Gordon, um, the the, sec- the the movie he did uh, after It Follows, Under the Silver Lake? No, I did not. No. I watched that last night, and I don't know what the hell I watched. Yeah, okay. I, I just randomly like it's one of those. I like Mike said, I two and a half hours went. It, this was two and a half hours long, and I was like, I I don't know what this is. I don't know if it's a horror movie or mm. a comedy or. And you know, and it follows was so good. Yeah, you know that was my expectations was were extremely high. Well, getting back to Salem's Lot, though, and uh, uh, I, I, I got to put it out there. Uh, we were talking about remakes and redoing things, and I mean that's been long enough. And being the miniseries on TV, I was I'm excited to see what they can do uh, with a budget of a movie, and uh, I, I think it'll be a little more. What's the word I'm looking for? Polished. 
Yeah, the, it was very gritty and raw uh, in the original. I'm afraid the original of movie, CGI effect. The original set or early '80s was it the first? Yeah, one? yeah. That one's creepy. '79, I think. It is. It is. Yeah, it's a '79, '80. And it's actually like Salem's Lot is my favorite Stephen King book. It, it, I'm not saying it wasn't creepy, and but so I'm this, excited. I'm I'm just looking to see what it would look like polished. So I'm, yeah. I'm fine with them remaking it because the miniseries was very much of its time. It's very much of a, a TV because back did then TV was in. Right? Yeah. There's yeah, not. Well, here's the one. thing: the TV, the the TV back then isn't like TV now. Yeah, TV yeah. now they dump a ton of money into. Uh, you, you won't even know the difference. Like a Netflix. Like, Netflix like is better. running series that look yeah. like movies. Yeah. Uh, I, I talked about that. I well, watched West the Hunters World. on Amazon. Yeah, Westworld, one of the one Holy of the best. Ones. But I watched the Hunters on uh, uh, Amazon. I said I, I liked it. You could, it was like watching an eight-hour-long movie or however yeah. long because it's it's they it looks like movie quality back then miniseries meant it's not going to look looks as like polished it looks episodes. like a TV show episode but it's it's longer and I want I would like to see what a polished version looks like yeah. and 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 Fetty Alvarez being involved is always a is, is always a plus so and once again the, uh, to be fair I did have to crap on it a minute but I mean everybody writes thing I mean. Everybody writes things that aren't great. Yeah. Uh, the fact that he got to get the foot the fact the door. that the fact that he wrote uh, it and it chapter two means that he and they were both very good. Means that he knows how to write Stephen King stuff. My only issue with it chapter two is there's a lot of scenes where they're just in the hotel, and characters go in and out like, "Oh, was Bill here? No, he just yeah. left." And then like, and I thought about that when I was watching it the other <laughs> night. I know you've said that on multiple occasions, and there was a reason for that. Like the Mike character tells them when they have to go find their token, why can't, one of them actually says, why don't we stick together? Isn't everybody supposed to stick together in these situations? And he says, no, you need to go out and you need to do this on your own. And so, you know, yes, they're kind of passing other people as they're getting ready to go out and find their things. But Mike specifically tells them, you need to go do this on your own. That's why they were off on their own. Well, no, no, that's, they're so, supposed, and that's in the book, but uh, the hotel scenes drove me nuts. Like, yeah, it's like, oh, there, you just missed him. Oh, he's, just, he's upstairs. Wait, let's wait until he comes downstairs and then someone leaves and then someone it, it, it's just like there's 20 to 30 minutes of the movie. That's that, which is right. Yeah, yeah. But it's I don't know. I mean, it. I, I actually did enjoy it even more watching it back. So the, 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 um, it's, it's a good movie. The one thing that I think that bothered me more than anything, although the 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 like the big climax was, was a little over the top. The, the one thing that kind of bugged me um, was the whole Henry Bowers character in this one. He was kind of pointless. He, you know, they, they, they I, kind yeah. of built up, they built it up a little bit at the beginning, you know, showed him in, you know, where he was and this and that and kind of showed him escape and that he was going back, but he just, he didn't really do much. He didn't really have much of a point. Yeah. So that character ended up kind of being a throwaway character when he was a big character in the first part of it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's, I think that that was kind of something that was a missed, you know, thing. opportunity when, when you make a three hour movie, how do you, how do you not have time to throw something with him in there? It's like they ran out of time for him, but yeah, there's three more hour stuff movie. with him in the book too, which would have been great. Yeah. So, you know what I would like to see for Salem's lot, because I do think that the original made for TV one is really creepy. It was a long time ago that I saw it. Uh, so I really want to watch it again and I'm probably going to buy it so I can watch it again. But um, what I'd like to see is, you know, we know that Andy Muschietti did a great job with the It movies. You got his writer that's coming in and making this a Stephen King movie. Why wasn't he the one that directed it with this guy writing it, you know, co-writing it with him? I, I think that that might have been something I'd be looking forward to more. 
maybe it's going to be fantastic, but I have a feeling it's going to be a big CGI fest. I hope um, uh, Well, he know, might I, be the, trying the, to get the, away from the Stephen King stuff, though, Andy Muschietti or could however. Could be. Yeah. But what else has he done? Mama. You know, this is his big claim to fame. He did Mama. You know, yeah, but was he, that something that anybody says, oh, what's a great horror movie, Mama? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, but, no. It's but a, people are going to say that about it and it chapter two. They were monster, monster movies. No pun intended. Mama and, to uh, me is like the ET of horror films. Yeah, but you know maybe that would have been something that this would have been good. And, and who knows? Maybe this is going to be good. One thing I haven't really read anything about because I don't know that a lot of details have come out about it. But is this going to be more than one part like it was? How many parts was the miniseries? I, it was at least two parts. Was I it three? Don't remember. Or, I, I only know for, I, I, it was at least a two-parter. I think I've only watched it on DVD, and I forgot when it divides. Um, yeah, I don't know. Might yeah, have been I don't th- know. I, weren't I, they usually like three episodes or something? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, that's I'm you know I don't know. So that, you know that's going to be something we'll have to find out. You know, is it going to be something where it's going to be more than one movie? You know, I'd, I'd be interested in finding that out. I don't but, think it'd be um, necessary to be more than one movie, to be honest. Even even though it is a yeah. big book, and there's a lot going right. on, it it, uh, it can be condensed down. Right. I mean, it's vampires. You don't really need to explain too much. Right, right. Uh, well, I think it's time that, uh, you know, we should probably take our first break here. Uh, we went over a lot here, and we got a lot more news to talk about. But, uh, Rich, why don't you tell people where they can uh, find us? Oh, yes. Yeah. So if you would like to get in contact with us, uh, tell us some, uh, talk about anything we talked about here, or uh, go ahead and uh, uh, reach out to us about something you would like us to cover, or just say hi in this time of quarantine, you can do that. Uh, we're on Facebook, HorrorZone607. Like and share that page. We are also on Twitter and Instagram, at HorrorZone607. Uh, please use the hashtag HC607 when talking about the show on all of our social medias. And also, uh, yeah, that's that's about it. <laughs> that's That's my announcements for this week. Uh, so uh, we are going to take enough. a we are going to take a break, and uh, when we come back, uh, we are going to have some more horror movie news. And, well, actually, horror news in general because we got some show news, we got some game news, there's all a bunch of crazy stuff coming up. So we'll be right back. Hey, it's Courtney Gaines Malachi from Children of the Core, and you're listening to Horror Zone six oh seven. Welcome back to the zone. It is segment two, and we have got a ton more horror movie and, and horror series news to talk about. So uh, we'll jump right back into the news here. Uh, Fetty Alvarez is going to be directing a new movie. Uh, this one is going to actually be a pandemic themed zombie film called 16 States. I think Not a lot of other it. news uh, <laughs> about it, but that's, that's what he's doing. I'm just saying, I think he missed it. I think he, I think he missed the opportunity. The bus is already gone. 
Yeah. I mean, we're now already, it's going to seem you know, like it's uh, like post in response. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. I think I think I think this would have been perfect to shoot like a year ago and have released now. Ill-timed. Ill-timed. Right. I mean, I think he, I mean, I, I, I still would probably check it out because I like Fetty Alvarez. But so I, yeah. let's 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 be honest. Uh, if this would have been in production right now to come out, it would have been perfect timing. Well, you we're going to have killing. We're going to have a slew of pandemic themed horror films in the next yeah. few years and it's gonna suck oh, that's yeah. gonna be the worst yeah oh man i'm not yeah, looking really forward is. to that i mean and, and we also have a slew of zombie stuff coming out now still too. yeah and because we got the what the uh, train to busan sequel well that looks different uh, i yeah. mean train to busan was good right and then they have the they have the this prequel they have the, and they have the animated prequel uh, and now yeah. we're gonna have the uh the, the animated prequel i think think just hit Okay. And then we have the uh, sequel coming out. Yeah. So I mean, the, uh, I'm I'm not saying that I'm not still going to see this movie. I'm just saying there's a lot of zombie stuff coming out, and I, I I'm honestly because of The Walking Dead, I feel like the zombie genre has been watered down. Ugh. And I think I think he would have been right on cue if he would have done this before the pandemic, and it got. Re- I mean, even if it got pushed back and get didn't get released till after, because I'm I really have the fear of uh, exactly what the uh, professor's saying is that right now you have a lot of writers sitting at home and they have nothing to write about, and I'm yeah. telling you now, get ready for pandemic the movie over and over and over again because i i'm, I'm going to tell you what's going to happen and going from 2021 and 2022 is you're going to see pandemic uh horror movies you're going to see pandemic uh drama movies you're going to see pandemic comedies yeah i i i swear to god covid19 is going to be the biggest star in 2021 2022 because everybody is just writing about it because they have nothing else to do well it's like and the uh age the adam, by the way the adam sandler covid19 comedy you know it's coming yeah the uh it's oh, yeah. like the mid 90s with uh the aids the spread of aids like they had outbreak and all the like i forgot the author that wrote some of these books but yeah. like the spread of viruses yeah, yeah. and stuff like that that like post 80s you know obviously like that there were tons of movies and like the veiled that. references too is in yeah. post 80s for that it's gonna be the same i, I also want to i also want to throw it out there with the adam sandler movie and i just want to put it out to the public i mean if somebody steals the idea that's fine but that'll just make me right because you'll hear it here and it's recorded i guarantee the movie will be starring adam sandler and jennifer aniston and it will be they used to be lo- they used to be in love now their their marriage is falling apart but and just just together. before they could get separated though quarantine yeah and that's literally what's going to be it's going to be in hilarity ensues when two people who are no longer in love get stuck together during the quarantine what was that vince vaughn movie with jennifer aniston the breakup oh, or the whatever? breakup yeah, yeah the breakup they're yeah. they still live together and they're right right yeah. so this is going to be similar to that only the the thing is going to be like their marriage is falling apart they're getting a legal separation the day that their legal separation is going through and she's gonna she's gonna she's gonna move out on friday and this is tuesday and then all of a sudden the governor of new york shuts down everything because here comes the virus everything <laughs> is shut down they have to stay have to stay in place so they can't go out they're they're not they're you know they're essential workers from home or whatever because you can add that in if you want to add some little whatever to it wacky zaniness because you got to add in the, all the side characters and since Rob they can't Schneider's be in the house like Rob Snyder's got to be yeah the delivery guy <laughs> and a couple of the other players have to be on the Skype and shit you know what I mean but you know that's how I'm, I'm calling it now I'm calling my shot I know that's not horror related but I'm calling my shot, and and that's why I said. And once again, this that's is not the slight. I'm not slighting Fetty Alvarez. I, I do want to make that clear because I really do enjoy him as a director. I enjoy his movies, but I just think that this. Unfortunately, I wish this would have come out before all of this. Spend the creativity. And the on reason else. and the reason why is even if he had this in the works before all of this and this idea was there, I think now it's just going to flood with everything else and it's going to get lost in the mix. Unfortunately. Yeah. Agreed. I agree. 
Okay. And don't forget that, uh, well, well, Jennifer Aniston and, and Adam Sandler are stuck there. They're going to find the reason that they were in love in the first place, and it'll have a happy and then, ending. And then Terry, yeah, so. and then Terry Crews will be dancing outside the window for whatever reason. <laughs> so yeah, right, I mean, exactly. I, I, I just called. I just called it, it, it. And if it happens, you guys heard it here first. I'm just saying. <laughs> and I think that's a horror movie enough. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, the next Purge movie. Uh, it's got a title. It's going to be called The Forever Purge. So basically, I mean, I'm, I'm wondering if they're teasing this in the TV series. So in the TV series, it looks I like they're know. teasing the, you know, this last episode, the last, se- the last season of the TV series. I'm not going to spoil it too much. I'm just going to do an overview. Uh, the last season, I know Mike uh, was paying attention to as well. Uh, it basically took place when the not in purge time, but there was a lot of people who wanted to still purge. And I think that they're right. tick. I think that this movie, if I, I mean, I could be completely wrong. I think maybe that was a flirtation with this movie. Cause if calling it forever purge, I feel like this is going to say that the government's going to lose control. And when that, when that siren goes off to end the purge, the purge ain't going to end. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Right. Cause I feel like that's, yeah. I feel like that's, I feel like that's what kind of, they were leaning towards psychologically in the second season of the purge TV show on USA, which was very good by the way. Uh, I, I did dig, right. I did dig that that twist that it wasn't all about the purge. Cause that show that the second season ends when the purge starts. So it's kind of like, an, right. it, it was an interesting take. So I think that that maybe is where they're going. I don't know. Do you agree with that, Mike, or you got another take? I absolutely agree with that. Um, you know, maybe that was kind of a test run to see where this would go, but with the name the forever purge that's exactly what's going to happen the government's going to lose control people are going to want to just they're going to have that bloodlust and they're just going to keep purging you know when the siren goes off to end it and uh things are just going to be out of control it, it's just going to be like a crazy out of control brutal movie. My, my only big, out of control my big question though for you guys before we move on to the next thing is because it's the the forever purge do you think that they'll reach out to seal to do with the soundtrack because that's what Batman did when he was forever. Batman. Yes, yeah, so I hope the kiss from the rose is the love theme for well, the forever purge. We'll never gonna survive unless no. we get a little no, crazy. I, no. I feel like it's they missed. Kiss, by the way, I went, they did rose. the crazies remake, which I was a fan of. It. If you guys didn't remember, me and Mike both. The crazies. Put it, is by the way, remake. me and Mike both put it on our 2010s best horror movies in 2010s. That's a good one. Which is a, is it is oh, a yeah. great movie. Uh, so if you haven't seen it, watch it. I can't plug it enough. I do think they missed it there. They should have used crazy in that movie. Yeah, there They're should have been a say, there should have yeah. been a scene where it was on in the background because I think it would have made. I think it would have made it a very ambiance. It would have been very good ambiance, but. Uh, that, that, I digress. That movie was great without it, but I thought that would that would have just been perfect. But yeah, I, right. I, I, I can see this working out fine. I mean, the Purge movies are what the Purge movies are. The Purge movies are kind of like the Fast and Furious of uh, of horror movies. Let's be honest. I mean, it's a yeah. franchise that keeps going. It, it makes no sense at times, and it's violence for the sake of violence. I'm not upset about that, so don't 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 act like I am because I'm a fan because I like violence for the sake of violence. That's why I like 28 weeks later. I mean, 28 days later was better, but 28 weeks later, man, that was just violence for the sake of violence. Like, how I many still scenes? haven't seen that, dude. One. You have to see it. Just blood and guts everywhere. Ah. Like, there, there's no point to that movie except for violence. <laughs> here's how I feel. About I like this. that. Yeah. Most of the time. When I hear like that, there's going to be a child's play series coming to sci-fi. To me, that means it's going to spell the end of the the original Chucky series. Uh, As the, it will the, probably, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which it will, right? Um, you know, it's, I'm not a huge fan of hearing. You know, and it would have been the same thing if Friday the Thirteenth made it the series, and I'm glad that that well, got well. Crap. Technically, it did, there, but it <laughs> had nothing to do with Friday Jason. Uh, but yes, we all remember the Friday. We should do a retrospect on that sometime. Oh me and man, the that would be in. fun. So, anyways, I, did, I digress, but, but I understand they were going to do a Jason-based one that did did, did shit the oh, bed. Wow. So that and that, I think I that that could have hurt. 
that could have hurt. Oh, the I agree. Series. I agree. Scream, when it comes to the you purge, could argue, think about it. Scream. Other the first two seasons with Scream were fun uh, because it wasn't the same story. Once yeah. they tried to make Correct. it Ghostface, then it became bad because that last season was horrible. So I, 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 I right. will give the first two seasons of Scream, the TV series, uh, all right pass as far as what you're what you're going with, only because it wasn't the same. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, right. yeah. Uh, but you, but, but here's the I know thing where with you're that. going. I, you know, I was kind of I'm glad that that came to an end. When it comes to the Purge. I actually don't want to see another Purge movie. I want to see the series take over. Uh, and I, it's because it's so well done. I'm and with it's you. Spread out, you know, over a year, and it's like different. You know, it's I'm with it's you. Different. And and professor, you need so, to jump in. Yeah, I, I I'm going to tell you this. The, show. the nice part about it, the Purge is because I just said it. The Purge movies are really the Fast and Furious horror movies, uh, with the exception of the first one, which had a story. Most of them don't. The story is very loose. No, nobody cares about the story. You just tune in for the violence and what's going to happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whereas the TV show takes you into the lives of these people, and it and they've done a good job in both seasons of layering them. So mm-hmm. that way, that you, as you peel back the onion, if you will, you're getting more to the core of what's going on as you go on. You get so to the certain, ogre. Certain characters you start out really liking, but find out that they're real assholes and you don't like them anymore. Other characters you start out not liking them, but as it goes on, you get to care about them. Mm-hmm. And, and so because it gives you that humanization of what's going on, it feels like good. And with a longer period of time, with not the time restraints of like an hour and a half, you know, two hours because that's what a horror movie uses an hour and a half, two hours. Yeah. Uh, with with doing a, no time restraints and you're doing literally 45, 42 minute episodes and you have what, 10 of them or whatever it was last time. Yep. Uh, it, you really get to tell this story. And I think, Mike, you're, you, you hit you, you hit the nail on the head. I think that if they, they, I would be more interested in seeing them continue to pursue this series on USA, if not move that series to a more uh, R-rated thing. But I, I like it better on USA because you know what I liked and I, we had this discussion I liked in the first season of The Purge, every time something happened, they kind of cut from it, but they did it in a cool way. I.e., it's not giving away anything. At one point in juncture, a guy gets lit on fire and drugged behind a car. You never see that. You see it through the infrared goggles that the hero is wearing. Ah. So he's he's driving around, he's wearing infrared goggles. Because he's, he's, he's driving in the dark. Mm-hmm. And you see, before he puts the infrared goggles down, you see this this guy getting beat up and tied to this car and then dumping gas on him. And then he like does something else and then he puts the goggles on. As he drives away, you see that truck take off and then the, there's the heat signature. So you can tell the guy's on fire. Wow. And then yeah. there was right. a scene also in that where they beat the one girl to death with uh, golf clubs. And they do it. Remember, right. they drop her off, and like all you see is you see her go up, and and you and right before the person takes the first whack to the head to knock her on the ground, all you see it cuts away, and you see the reaction of the people right. that are on the bus, and then all you see is the rest of it. You see them beating the hell out of her in the shadows. So you never see right. the actual death, but you can tell it's brutal, and your mind's eye takes over. And I love that right. concept. So I would keep it on USA just because of that. Yeah. Whereas yeah, the movies the are the opposite. Uh, Right. And the other thing that's brilliant about the TV series is not only is, you know, like what you were just saying, not only is that the case, but um, when, I don't know that we really call this an anthology series, but, you know, it's, it's a different storyline from season one and season two. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, kind of it, it doesn't carry on. It's all different actors. And uh, what I like about it is how real how, how extraordinarily um What's the word I'm looking for? Just how strong the characters are developed. Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. They're very, very, very strong characters. All of them. Yeah. So well, that's that's why episodic really, really TV works in it that way. Goes back to what right. I said. They layer it, but in this case, like you, you, we've all watched shows. 
they had weak character development and there's nothing to peel back. And this show is very much very strong character development. You're peeling back. You think, you know, you get introduced to somebody and, and on a show, most shows, you think that that's the way they stay. This is a very much like they will, some of them change for the yeah. better or for the worse during the whole thing. I mean, Lee Turgeson's right, character the in the first season. Them. Think about Lee Turgeson's character in the first season and how he ends up playing out over the season. Because like when you meet right. him, he's just a guy who is purging. Yeah. But then you find out right. there's a th- then you find out there is actually a method behind the purge and he's not really purging right. per se he's actually it. protecting people. Mm-hmm. But he, he right. but he's letting his inner uh getting violence out, out yeah. by by protecting the innocent and killing the offenders if you will. So but right. when you but first you see him you don't know that. So what about halfway through? Yeah. First yeah. first time you see him you think that he's actually just trying to, that he keeps showing up late to kill the people he wants to kill. Because that's really how it kind of looks. Uh, sorry, spoiler. But it's not really well, a spoiler because you no! need to see it. And then you find <laughs> out, that, finally. That, he's got that CD planner that yeah. that's playing, too, that's kind of like his inspirational talk or whatever's going yeah, on in the background. You, know, like, yeah. you don't know what to kind think of him. But he, all of those characters are developed And then you, so finally, when you get to the end of the season, I won't tell you that part because it's really good. He plays a pivotal role in something really cool. And you're just like, oh, okay, he built to that. Yeah, and yeah. then you see everybody else. It's it's a right. really it's a really cool cool concept. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm definitely into seeing more Purge uh, TV. Uh, hopefully, this might be the if this is the last movie, I'm fine with that. And if they continue on TV, I'm 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 even happier. Forever Purge. That's kind right. of a cool title. And uh, Kiss from the Rose. Yeah. Kiss from her. And and you know again, Professor. You know I if, I don't know if you have a Hulu account or what, but uh, I do. It's definitely I do. worth. Yeah, it, it's definitely worth finding it. I'm assuming it would be on Hulu. I would watch it. If not, watch. if not, USA uh, stream or USA has their on demand. Oh, okay, that, yeah, then know, I can definitely, I can definitely watch it. So yeah, I would check it out. I you know once you do watch it, especially now that you know everybody's kind of shut in and everything. If you have time to watch it, it's um, funny you should you mention know, shut in. Oh. Shutter is still running uh, their promo for all you horror fans. I mean, we're not we're yeah. not obligated to talk about this. Uh, I'm just going to mention in passing because we're not sponsored. Hopefully, one day maybe, and we'll have our own code. But one if you uh, if you want 30 days free of Shutter, you can still use the sh- code Shut In. You get 30 days free of Shutter, and uh, trust me, you'll probably stay on after that. It's a really good deal. Yeah. So I just wanted to figure out. You said Shut In. We can just go from there. Uh, what's up next in the news? Uh, so we're going to move on to horror series, TV series news. Uh, season two of Nosferatu is set to premiere on AMC on Monday, June first at 10 p.m. Did you guys watch it? Uh, I didn't no. watch. No, I didn't watch it. But I, I, I watched the this. first episode and then I forgot to watch it. So, but I liked the first <laughs> yeah. episode. Of so it. we got nothing. Yeah, but I, I will say this: <laughs> uh, the only thing I, I, I'm I'm cool with it. A lot of people got uh, good reviews. I just didn't check it out. Uh, but I will say that uh, it is also on Shutter, by the way. Oh. Um, but uh, yes, I will. I will say this: I think that they should have pulled it up a little bit. Because obviously it's already done if they're putting it on June. So if they did, I think they would have made more. Because if the everything's still shut down, you're gonna make more. Uh, you're gonna get more views, if you will, if you just put it out there. Yeah. And I know that they're putting out as a weekly episodic, uh, which you know that's fine. But if you were to start, you were like, "Hey, man, we got it done, and we're just gonna put it out two weeks from now as the first episode, and just go from there." You'd get a couple weeks of people being at home anyway, so it'd be good. Yeah. That's that's how right. I look at it. Anything that's done, I think you should just put it out to the world right away because as and I'm not saying to take advantage, uh, <laughs> but it is taking advantage. Yeah. And also as a consumer, as a fan of things, I need more shit to do. Yeah. Because I'm running out of things to do, and I'm really watching. I I, I mean, I, I get to get it. I get to go back and watch older stuff going into but sometimes bit, something yeah. new is, is 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 what you need i mean hell i watched the tiger right. king i just throwing it out i there. i watched 
<laughs> half hour with my roommates. Listen, and I, was like, I no. just want to throw it out there. I, I wasn't a huge, huge fan of it. I did get pulled into after episode three. They got a lot of uh, true crime on this show. We're not going to talk about it much more than that. But I yeah. mean, but I, 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 it was it, it, it still leads me to believe that uh, we that is proof to me that we are going closer and closer to making Idiocracy a documentary. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Anyways, well, that's just, all I will say yeah. about it. But that's how bored I watching, was that I actually watched it. Watching people getting indoctrinated just made me too sad. Yeah, I, I just went, uh, I'm going to just watch this and go, eh. Yeah. Eh. I, actually, go, I think, eh. I, by the way, their their indoctrination, I think, failed. Because mm-hmm. they were supposed to, that, that was indoctrinating you to be like about animal rights. And I think they failed. No, no, that. I mean like watching these cult No, no, people. no. But yeah, yeah. I, I got it. I, I understand oh. that part of it too. But think about it. I think the whole point of the people who were making the documentary originally were to make you feel bad for, you know, animal rights or whatever. And in, and all they did was really make people want to pet tiger cubs. I'm just throwing <laughs> it out there. And, and, that, and, I, and I was the first person to go, well, they're endangered in the wild. So what is bad about like keeping them around by keeping them? Because think about it. That's the only way they're going to survive. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not saying that I want to see one in anybody's backyard. I'm just saying. But that's I digress. What's uh, next on the agenda? <laughs> uh, next on the agenda, another series uh, on Shudder. We know that we loved Creepshow season Ooh. one. Mm-hmm. Um, season two has been confirmed uh, to once again be six episodes, according to Greg Nicotero. That's great. So six episodes, which means 12 stories. Excellent. I'm all fine with that. Right. I think that's a good stride. 12 stories yeah. is good. I was hoping to see a little bit more. I wanted to see 10, maybe eight to 10 episodes, you know which what? Nick Darrow actually said himself he wanted to do, but he just... I look at it, it like this. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. Keep them wanting more. Because think about it. They they then took that, and that was so popular, they took it and moved it on to uh, AMC. I started showing right. it on AMC. So, I mean, Wait, it's hitting started? an audience. Yeah, they, wow. they, did, they put it on AMC. Uh, because AMC owns Shutter, I mean, it's the oh, same. Okay, yeah, but yeah. anyways, they uh, they they put it on there because it was so popular. But obviously, after the run, so they can do the same thing here. This will come out new. We'll be able to watch all six episodes of Shutter people, and a few months after, they'll put it on AMC. So everybody who doesn't have Shutter gets to watch it, and they can kind of double dip. I understand that completely. From a business standpoint, I think that's perfectly fine, uh, as long as I get to see it first for my more bang for my buck. Yeah, I'm just saying, and I loved it. I can't wait to season two. There you go. I can't <laughs> wait to season two. They put it, put it out now. Uh, another it's one, perfect uh, time. Another show, another show that has a season two in the works is HBO's The Outsider, according to Jason Bateman. Interesting. Yeah. Did the, uh, did either of you watch, or no? Of course, you I always ask not. these questions. Well, yeah, I'm did just wondering. Watch? Like, did it? Did it? Uh, no, I didn't. And I'm wondering <laughs> if it like was the whole book, if the first season. They, uh, Jason they... Bateman did say that the source material for season one was the entire book. Okay. I haven't seen it. I don't know anything so about now, the So they're doing a sequel. Show, so but... we're doing a sequel now. Okay. Which is fine. That's why uh, I was yeah, I've he, heard says good he doesn't know what they're going to do for it, but it is in the works. Yeah. I, I uh, have the book at the ready um, for quarantine purposes. Um, this is one of the books on my shelf that I have not read that I'm very excited about. I want to read the book, then watch the show. So, like, I was, yeah. Curious. What are you waiting for? Well, I'm. In the middle, yeah. of, I'm in the middle of another book right now. Ah, okay, but never mind. Soon enough. I was just saying, if if you're if you're if you're chopping out the bit, get it done. Well, yeah, it's the it's next in line. So I can see more pictures of you on the porch yeah. reading books. Reading books. Yeah, <laughs> that's my yeah. highlight of the day. <laughs> Sadly enough, uh, <laughs> what's next? <laughs> next up, uh, the new uh, the new streaming service Quibi uh, just premiered, just started, and uh, there was a trailer that just hit uh, about a new show called Fifty Stades of, of Fright. Let me say that again. Fifty states of fright. He was thinking uh, of 50 it just shades premiered. Of uh, it's executive produced by Sam Raimi, um, and uh, it was available as of uh, this past Monday, April thirteenth. And it's mm-hmm. not getting good reviews. 
No. There we go. No, it's not. Uh, we haven't watched it. It's not up my alley. Uh, obviously, did you, did you watch it? Did no, we watch? Did, <laughs> I, I was waiting for you to ask us why. I just jumped in and said I, we didn't, I didn't watch it. I don't have Quibi either. Just so you're Mike, you're did so you watch it? No, he does not also have Quibi. No, none of us have I Quibi. I do not have Quibi. I didn't watch I, it. But I, I just thought it would be fair to put out there that it is getting bad ratings. That doesn't mean not to check it out. If, if you have oh, Quibi yeah. and you want to check something out, maybe you could be the judge of it your own. Reviewers and sometimes. And also, I don't, I don't know if uh, on Quibi, I'm not sure if, it, is it, if it's the whole bulk that comes out or if it's episodic. Because I don't know how they work I their think stuff. It, ha- it, uh, it, uh, it would have to be episodic, I would think. Because they're like ten minute things, right? Right. Well, no, but I'm just saying, like, I don't know how if they put the them all out watch. at once, like you oh, know, yeah. binge watch it, or if they have come out episodically. It would just every week. It seems weird because if it's if they do it all at once, then why wouldn't they just make a? Well, that but they've been doing that lately. If you think about, it, there's a lot of stuff coming out. Disney Plus was uh, definitely a champion. That Mandalorian did not come out all at once. Yeah. It came out episode by episode, and according to them, all the rest of their series are going to come out that way. Netflix has followed suit, and there's uh, some stuff in the Bloodline that uh, that they're going to pipe. I said Bloodline, but Pipeline. Bloodline. You know, it's you know it's horror, so we can change it to Bloodline. Uh, but there's stuff there's stuff uh, there's stuff that uh, is coming through streaming blood. So they might they might do that as well. So I I'm just saying that that's a new thing in streaming is instead of binging stretching it out, which for purposes of social media and hype works out very well yeah. because as the, as Disney proved well, with the Mandalorian, they had a spike every week when it came up for the thing instead of just like when Stranger Things hits, you have the spike for the first 4 days that everybody binges it. And then there's no spike on social media after that. Whereas every week, if you put it out weekly, every week on whatever said day, in the case of The Mandalorian, it was Friday. Every Friday, Disney Plus is being talked about on social media, and yeah. and and so it's it. I think that that's Extends where these it. that's where they're going for. Yeah, it would make sense. Right, and especially... you got to figure too with Quibi, everything on there is ten minutes or less. You know, yeah, if so they're going to put you... an entire season, let's say there's ten episodes. You're going to be done with that in what, an hour and a half? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that's, I think that's, be that's, that's what I was getting to. I think it would be better to put it out every week. Exactly. Then it kind of uh, gives the taste out there. Uh, I would also like to point out that that's uh, kind of, you know, Shudder has uh, been doing that lately too with the every, because even with Cursed Films, which we're going to jump into, which did get better, by the way. Those, the, did, the, two, it, the two episodes from this past week were better than the first episode. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, in particular the the one. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll talk, we'll talk about, about that later. But I'm just yeah. I'm just saying yeah. I'm just pointing out because obviously we're talking about poltergeist and that's kind of where we were going with anyways. But I'm just saying they they've done that too where they do it. But they do they did Spaced two at a time. Yeah. They're spacing it out. It does it does give a little spike when you're yeah. talking about it, it. Gives a little spike and then also I think it also lets uh, the company know what you like better. Because think about it, if you binge watch everything, right. you're like, this series was great. Okay, well, can we do something better? Oh, yeah, but nobody ever asked that second question. If it comes out every week, you can take the pulse every week. So yeah. if this episode, people didn't like it as much as last week's episode, you'll know. And you'll know what they don't like because they're talking fresh about it and with specifics. Because yeah, think the, about it, if I binge watch something, I'm going to talk one. about the overview. Yeah. If you binge watch, like, well, I keep going back to Stranger Things because, you know, whatever. But if you binge watch, like when you I binge watch Stranger Things, I would talk about the overview. It can be tough to distinguish episodes. I, yeah. And I also forget about what some of the good stuff. Yeah. Like, think about it. You you can drop the ball on a great episode because you just are looking at the overview yeah. at the end of the day. So I think it's, it works out better for them because then they can gather information on how to make shows in the future. And that's always a good thing. That's not a bad thing, believe it or not. When people are like, oh, gathering information is a bad thing. No, it's a great thing because then they can cater to us, the masses, who have to consume it. If yeah. not, we're just going to watch the same pile of garbage every single time. Yep. But uh, what else you got, Mike? Uh, one more piece of uh, series news. A uh, new docuseries about Charles Manson is going to be premiering on June 14th on mm-hmm. Epic, uh, which is 
a lot of people don't realize what Epix is. It's kind of like an HBO or a Cinemax. It's a premium, uh, movie premium uh, network. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, June 14th on Epix, a uh, new series called Helter Skelter. Kind of excited about this one. Yeah. Well, I, I was Why are the, you excited I was, say, about I was this. at the level of, a, do we need another one? I'm fascinated with with Charles Manson, just like I am fascinated with How much with, more could they uh, get into? That's Ted what I'm Bundy saying. My my problem, Mike, is I, I'm I'm glad that you're excited, and I I also do I I share your uh, enthusiasm for serial killers. I do go down that dark route. So with with the fact of Charles Manson, my, what bothers me here is that we've we've had so much on Charles Manson. Are they going to tell me anything new? Yeah, like what? Like right. I already kind of know. There's I, I don't think there's anything left. The same with Ted Bundy. Like I would at this point juncture, I would prefer to jump into like uh, a lesser known serial killer, like an Edmund Kemper. Uh, and do like a deep dive on him, which there is some stuff out there if you look it up. But like, like, because honestly, uh, he was the sorority, uh, sorority row killer, right? Or, oh, okay. Uh, or but, BTK, or yeah, the BTK or something. Killer. And the reason why is because I think like the big ones, i.e., Son of Sam, Charles Manson, and uh, and Ted Bundy have been like overdone. Yeah. And I mean, I'm glad that you're excited. I'm not shitting on anybody who's excited, but I just feel like we could have done something else that would have been the same. Even hell, even the Night Stalker Richard Ramirez hasn't had like as much coverage as these other guys. And so, or the Boston Strangler or, you know, I I feel like these guys are on the Jack the Ripper level that the only thing that we have left to do from them now is make fantasy films. And we already started that with Charles Manson because Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. And if you think about that with like the the Jack the Ripper, I, I love the movie From Hell. But that's where we've gone with Jack the Ripper because now we're into fantasy booking whatever we want to book because we don't know. And they did it with Zodiac right. too because I, mean, I like that Zodiac movie with that uh, awesome. yeah, it was a great movie. Oh, Zodiac's great. It's a great movie. But once again, think about it. That's where we've come. We, we've come so far. There's so much information. We know the whole story that now we can just fantasize about what happened because. And is that a good or bad thing? Like, I get the argument. There's people out there who are victims or family members of victims that say this is a bad thing. Yeah. That, that, we're, that right. we're now fantasizing and glorifying them. It goes, I, I have a serious interest in them. I really do. I'm, I'm not saying I don't. I, I That's one of the dark uh, pleasures I have is because I don't understand what makes a serial killer. So you always want to understand that. And But at the same time, like, let's cover some other people because then when you get into fantasizing, that's when people get weird. Yep. And that's when, you know, right. and, and that's and that's where I like to get away from because even we saw it with Ted Bundy recently, with the, 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 the docuseries they did was great. The, the tapes, the Confessions of Killer, the tapes, that was good. Uh, but then you yeah. watch the movie and it really just, you know, Zac Efron as Ted Bundy, and I understand he was a handsome devil. I do get it. But it, it, it fantasized Ted Bundy to a whole new group of oh, people, yeah. Yeah. and it really takes advantage of the people who were, you know, hurt by hurt by what happened. It's the same thing with Manson. Right. It, they, we've glorified him to a point, and like I said, now we're making fantasy movies about him. Once he's, Upon a Time in Hollywood. Like I love the movie. I love Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, but it's not real. Well, luckily he's not really in it, though. No, but once again, he's the backdrop to it. And, yeah. and the same thing you can say, he's the backdrop to Mad Men. Or yeah. Man, or yeah, Mad Men. The TV series Mad Men, he was the backdrop to that as well. Yeah. So, I mean, like, we're starting to fantasize and, and put him in a place where he's, you know, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, or I, they, I have a weird feeling about it. They should delve into, like, his relationship with Dennis Wilson. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, like I said, you get to a point, you know, we haven't seen a good Jeffrey Dahmer thing in a while. But then again, a gay guy eating people, I guess, doesn't make for good TV. Yeah. And I think that's really what it is. And it, I don't know. That's just me. Once again, I love I love diving into this stuff. I, could, I know I'm like you, Mike. I love the Charles Manson lore. But I think we've all, I don't think we've, there's nothing new. If you yeah. give me some new things, I'm in. But what are you going to tell me? Yeah, I'm interested in like finding out see. what happened with Dennis Wilson. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you kind of one get of the that. things yeah. I'd like to see, and there was a um, I, I watched the documentary about it the other night, so it's kind of a done. There, there was a guy looking over um, where Spawn Ranch was, where they all used to hang out looking for bodies. This was, I think, it was like ten years ago that they made the documentary, but I kind of like to see them go back to where Spawn Ranch was, and you know, kind of kind of walk around, see the caves that they hung out in, where the pictures were taken, you know, kind of go see, back to, those, to the actual locations. See, yeah. I'm actually fine with that, Mike. I really am, because that would be something different because nobody's really done it. Yeah. However, like, right. if it's going to be the same thing where we... Charles Manson Where Charles born, Manson burr, burr, burr. was born, blah, 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 and then, you know, he fancied himself as a singer-songwriter, and, and then he hooked up with uh, Dennis Wilson. Blah, right. Blah, blah. We and don't need to see that. The again, communal, right. the communal family the known location. as the family yeah. started hanging out. Right. Blah, back to the location. And then it turned evil us, you know and that's where it goes and then to, it turned evil. take us to cielo drive you know yeah, the house yeah. where sharon tate was murdered isn't there anymore but take us to cielo drive and trace their footsteps take us to the street that yeah. uh, the husband and wife were you know yeah their, i'm, their I'm houses, so cool you know. with that take me Do to that. that that's, that's, that's different yeah see that's new that's what i'm saying but Drop they don't every ever <laughs> every uh, how funny is that they use that song in uh in, in mine hunter and they were going oh, yeah. after the green river killer yeah. <laughs> Told another story, but anyways, uh, uh, but anyways, uh, it, it, I, I just want to point out that that's I'm, I'm with that. I'm with something new because we've seen the like, and then it turned dark. The well, drugs, could, the drugs and free love turned dark. They could interview the woman who just married him while he was in prison, right before he died. Yeah. Well, no. no. all right, we got some game news before we wrap this up. Right, we got yeah, a couple last of pieces couple things, of game, game news. news. Right. Uh, Last of Us Part Two was scheduled to come out on May 29th. Uh, that has been delayed again, this time indefinitely. Yeah, so the virus. The virus. Do you, think, uh, claim is, another do you think they're even going to release it ever? Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, they're close to it being done. They were in like the final, like so smoothing close. it out yeah, uh, stages when they got booted out because of uh, the virus. So it, we don't know when it's coming, but it's eventually coming. Um, last thing, and this so is many, really cool. So um, a couple of years ago, there was actually a horror movie edition of Trivial Pursuit. And it kind of didn't have the best reviews because there wasn't a lot of questions. And I guess the categories were kind of like, eh. Um, there is a new Trivial Pursuit Horror Ultimate Edition that will be available this fall. Yes, uh, it's going to run forty nine ninety nine, and let me tell you, 49. this thing looks awesome. It looks amazing. It does. I, I definitely want this to play with my friends, uh, of course, co- present company, and, yeah. and other people as well. Anybody wants to join? It looks amazing. Uh, I, I we were checking it out when I, I sent you guys the the thing when I saw it. I was like, this this is a must. Yes, like this is. We'll great. have to do a thorough review. Oh yeah, definitely. Maybe maybe even do some live play. Yeah. Because that, that'll be oh, fun. Yeah, that I would do be a cool. live because with microphones, it's easy to do a live play. Yeah. pursuit. Like so, ask each other questions. Yeah, like. we could just have the board out and we can tell about the board state, et cetera, et cetera. Or, you know, if you want to, if you don't want to add a video, you can add a video element to one of our social medias or whatever. Or yeah. you could just tell about the board state and you just kind of do the questions and people have it. Then you have people at, and I think that would be cool. This is a game that's cool to play on air because you'd have people at home yelling at you like, if this is the answer, you can't hear yeah. them, obviously, because they're listening <laughs> to you after it's already recorded. But you know, because oh, these guys are. I, I've, I've been there. I, I was listening. There was there was a few months ago. I was I was listening to the uh, the Ochoduro Parley Hour podcast, and I they were trying to think of all the James Bonds, and I'm literally yelling. Uh, I'm literally yelling at the, the yeah. Lay, yep, I was, Lazenby, come on, guys! How did you not remember? It's, it's George Lazenby. Because that's the one they kept forgetting. How did you? For, I mean, I understand that the guy is is a forgettable. He really is. Is, but at the he same point good. in juncture, at good. the same point in juncture, you know, so I understand the interaction. It kind of yeah. is a cool interaction.
interaction. So I can't wait to get that to do it for the fans and for ourselves, just because it'll be a good game night. Get get some get some beers Absolutely. together, and it's a good social have distance. A, have a few beers, a few laughs. It, when, we can, when, we can, when we can gather again, and think about it, it's also a good social distancing game because we can sit six feet apart and still play Trivial Pursuit. Yeah. I mean, it's a little hard to move the pieces, but one person can get up at a time and move their piece. Yeah. We there could you go. It. We could do it remotely, even. Oh yeah, you could do it. We could do it on Zoom. Yeah, Zoom I think it. Zoom is the uh, new the, the new thing since quarantine. All I want to do is a zoom, 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 <laughs> and a boom, boom. It gives. By the way, it gives a better meaning to that song. Yeah. Who would have thought that Rex and Effects I was ahead of their time in the 1990s? All I want with to that. do is a zoom, well, zoom, zoom, and a boom, boom. You know that we've jumped the shark when Rex and the Effects have come into effect Take here on Horror Zone 607. So with, before we jump it even further, that is it for this week's news. When we come back, we are going to do a horror movie review. As we said before, we have been sticking to the cursed films, uh, movies that are coming out on Shudder. And uh, this week we are reviewing Poltergeist, you know, the classic Poltergeist, not the remake. Please, I never, never. Even, I never, never saw it either. Nope. I won't sell you the good name, but we had the original Poltergeist movie. We will be talking about that when we come back on Horror Zone 607. Hey, this is Ken M. Padawan J. Coach Tuffy. From the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour Podcast, and you're listening to Rich and Mike on the Horror Zone 607 Podcast. for this week's horror review and uh as we said kind of before the break diving in uh shutter right now is airing the a sheer tv uh, it's a tv series if you will i i it's hard to tell with the streaming sites what we should call these things anymore but we'll call them a tv series yeah it is about cursed films they, they run about 30 minutes long uh the first week was the exorcist uh we did yeah. not cover that because mike will not watch the exorcist again yeah let's just put it out in the open we all know uh, everybody who listens to the show knows that mike is terrified of exorcists I'm not wrong. Absolutely. I'm not selling you out. It's true. Which is, it's it's fine because a lot of people are scared of that movie. It, Let's be honest. For a long time scared me. Yeah. I, I love that movie. It is it is a scary movie. I will say that. But yeah. so we've decided to pick up and in week two. We had two two new ones. We had The Omen and we had Poltergeist. And we decided last week as a team, or well, two weeks ago actually as a team, we were going to do Poltergeist. Uh, not because we don't like the Omen, just uh, we like the Poltergeist a little more. I think, in personal opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let me give you the rundown. Uh, let me give you this, uh, the stats on this, and then we will open it up for discussion. We're going to kind of give a little review what we like and what we don't like. No, there's not much we don't like, but there's some probably. I'm assuming one of us has to have at least one con yeah. uh, about Poltergeist, uh, the movie we're talking about, the original, obviously. 
Uh, release date was June 4th, 1982. Uh, the screenplay, that, it, just get ready. Don't fall out of your seats, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, we all know this. Spielberg? But the screenplay, Steven Spielberg, yeah. Michael Grias, and Mark Victor. Uh, also in the producer seat was also Stephen King, Kathleen Kennedy, and Frank Marshall. So it had some pretty big producers and writers. Uh, st- the story is credited to Steven Spielberg, the overall story. But the script was worked down. And, of course, it was directed by the legendary horror director, Toby Hooper. Yes. Uh, go figure. Uh, how, how, okay, uh, first Spielberg, of all, before we go Cooper any further, Hooper and Spielberg collaboration. Before you go any further, this is one of those things that probably is in the Trivial Pursuit like Ben, you yeah. have the one of the most legendary filmmakers of all time, Steven Spielberg. You have another legendary filmmaker, and specifically super legendary in the world of horror movies, and Toby Hooper. This is like the dream team assembled, and I mean, uh, obviously Spielberg did this. The, the story was his original idea. Yeah, he wrote the script with a couple people, and then he produced this thing out. And he was a hardcore producer on this movie. Yeah, he was. He was on set pretty much. From what I understand, he was on set every day. So this is a movie Spielberg definitely, he didn't want to direct it, but he went out and found the best horror director he could. I'm glad he didn't direct it. And actually my major, like I love this movie, my major complaints are the Spielberg type touches because I feel like he should have let Hooper kind of take total control once he wrote yeah, it. I get you, but yeah. uh, the budget of this movie was $10.7 million. Go figure. There's a lot yeah. of good budget. There's a lot of good effects in this movie, too. And the box office for this movie, but way back in 1982, $121.7 million. If you wonder why this became so, a franchise, you know, uh, it was produ- the production company was uh, MGM and SLM Production Group. So uh, it was distributed by MGM UA Entertainment Company. Uh, those are the runtime is 114 minutes. So right there. And of course, stars, uh, Joe Beth Williams, Craig T. Nelson, and Beatrice Strait, as far as like the main stars. And of course, we have so many more in the movie. So uh, let's dive in. And Mike, since you're not here and it's easier for me to pitch it to you because you can't look at the visual cues that I can do. Uh, what do you, what is, uh, what do you, what's your review of the legendary Poltergeist movie? Uh, Poltergeist, one of the great uh, horror movies of all time, one of the greatest haunted house movies of all time, if not the greatest. Um, you know, some if, if we're going to give cons to it, you know, again, I was talking earlier in the show about how they just can't quite get um, haunted house movies right in Hollywood because there's always a hokey over-the-top final act, and that does happen here, too, although it was pretty terrifying, especially for its time. Um, what are you talking about, the, you know, clip, back the, the clip that we opened up with? That was amazing. That was great acting by one Craig T. Nelson. We opened up <laughs> yeah, with one it, of the greatest clips, one of the most the iconic, fu- the, iconic history. You moved the headstones, but you didn't move the bodies. Well, that, that, the bodies. Uh, that's kind of cheesy, but I mean, like the third act is insane. Oh like, yeah, it's everything just goes. You have the crazy. pool scene. Yeah. Uh, one of the most iconic things in movie history is the pool scene. You have the uh, amazing uh, a puppet that they use for the uh, the actual. Go, I know, ghost like demon, yeah, whatever I you want to call it. Yeah, it's great. It's amazing. It's good. Uh, I mean, I, I get it. I understand that you don't like that over the top, but I, I, I feel like what I said earlier in the show, and I, I want to touch on it before I pitch it back to you, I feel like that's what made this movie, that third act. I mean, it was a slow burn movie. There is some action spots right. throughout the movie that will go over, but like that ending is what really, I think, pushes you over to like going from, okay, this is just a normal run-of-the-mill haunted house possession movie, if you will, into, well, holy shit, what did I just watch? Yeah, it gets pretty right at the end and i think to me when we're talking about a haunted house story when like somebody's haunted you know 
that kind of stuff doesn't really happen. I do personally believe in hauntings. I've had things happen to me. The house I used to live in, I had a lot of strange things happen. And I can tell you that there wasn't some big, giant, white puppet-like ghost. There wasn't anything flying around see. in the bedroom. <laughs> there wasn't a clown. You know, there wasn't a clown that was crawling but, out. Oh, there was. His arm around my neck. Well, they was doing other things to you. But anyways, I got to stop. You know, I'm not big in paranormal, but I will say this. If, if movies are a form of entertainment, correct? So if you did like the non, like whenever we hear about real paranormal stuff, and whether you believe it or not, you know, I'm one of the naysayers. I, I, I felt very good that Doug Bradley joined me in being a naysayer, even though he's intrigued by it. Uh, but uh, with the... With it, with it going down to it, we hear the little things like the cup moved or this went from here to there or not paying attention or there was an apparition, but it's all light stuff. You're right. You're a hundred percent right. But if you put that in a movie, Mike, would you watch that movie? If it was just that, if there was no, like, if there be, was no payoff, if there was, if there was, no was zero thing. payoff, no if there thing. was no, like, here's the thing. It, it would, if would it you was really something watch that where if there's atmosphere and suspense with it, absolutely, I would. I think you would, it's all okay. in the delivery. I, I got it. I I am going to throw out a challenge out, and I know that you're not a director, and I'm not trying to shit on it. But I, I, I anybody who's creative, you can if somebody can provide me with a movie where my cup on the table. And I mean, obviously, you can't see this, Mike, because you're home. I'm moving it like three inches. Paranormal like, let's say activity. that. Yeah, but it's but they think about it, they still relied on the big moves later on in the movie. Yeah, it true. ends over the top. Yeah, yeah. Because think about it, it does. It ends over. The t- it gets flung at the fucking thing, so it's over the top. So here's the thing: like if we take the cup and it just moves, like right now, I and mean, this is a movie, I don't know if I'm scared. I don't care how much. I don't. I don't care how much atmosphere you put behind it. Because if you think about it, I wasn't scared about paranormal activity either. There's nothing scary about that movie. Now, see, to me. I was just gonna say. I was just gonna use that as an example because although there was like the big thing that happens in the last you know 30 seconds of the movie, more or less. To me, that movie—that was the last one I saw. Was the first movie, and uh, none of the other ones. I was kind of like when I watched the other ones, I was like, "Why do people like these? These are stupid. These are horrible. Nothing happens." And then I saw the original one, and it scared me half to death. It really creeped me well, out. I guess it, and I, I guess it might it be since then, and it creeps me out. I guess the difference between you and me is you believe in the paranormal, and I don't. See, yeah. because I don't believe in the right. paranormal, maybe because it's, it's more realistic with him. Because right, he he's more real, yeah. and it's more realistic to him. To me, I'm like, okay, I want to watch a movie. I want to blow my socks off. Like I left the movie theater watching Ghostbuster style like, ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> no, not even that. But think about it. Like, what does it for me? What scares me is that I've said it before. Like the Texas Chainsaw remake was a fucking terrifying movie. Why? Because that shit could happen. Yeah, yeah. Think about it. Me and you could right. leave. It, oh, obviously, we didn't drive together anyway. So obviously, as you know, the professor just wanders in from the hills. But <laughs> anyways, he's the, he's the drifter. But I mean, but let's say we, we let's say we got a car right now and drove and a tire blew out and we ended up on some crazy person's thing. That could literally happen. It's like, creepy. I'm, yeah. I know it's a little, I right. know it's a little far-fetched. They dramatize it up, but it could happen. We could get slain and stuck on skew. It could happen. And to me, so I, I get where you're coming from. So that makes sense to it that you put it that way because i guess if i believed in something had happened and i believed in that kind of paranormal stuff i think that then i'd be like oh shit this is something close to home and i get it okay so i all right now that right. I, now i understand a little more because personally me i'm looking for something over the fucking top because i'm like i want to be entertained man i want to i want to see some right. crazy shit hit and, the fan. And, and i just want to point out we're just you know i'm just giving it a criticism right yeah, you know, yeah. for the sake no, you're of doing fine. so I, I think Poltergeist, Poltergeist is one of my all-time favorite horror movies, so I don't want to make it sound oh, like yeah. I'm no. you know, like dumping on the movie, because I, I really love the movie. But if we um, didn't say there's any I cons, love... then we'd be wrong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, exactly. I saw, I, I give you that. You know, Objective. overall, 
you know, it does, like you said, have a slow burn. There is atmosphere galore in this movie. It has good acting. I love Craig T. Nelson in it, and I love his story as a father to his children and as a husband. You know, I, I love that story. I, there's a love story that's there. Um, it tells a really good story. There's, they're great characters, um, yeah, yeah. and it really does have a lot of suspense. I, I remember being – this movie came out, I was four years old, and I remember – when I was younger, TV was very different. We had what 13 stations and HBO was like channel five or something like that. And it would come, you couldn't see it without ordering it, but it was in like squiggly lines, but you could hear it. And I remember it would like kind of go in and out of the picture. And I remember the scene where Heather O'Rourke's character, Carol Ann is sitting on the floor. They put her in a circle on the floor. She's got a football helmet on. She slides across the, the kitchen floor. Yeah. That, terrified me as a five or a six-year-old when i saw this movie yep you that, know the chair and, and when that, they first this started, day, i remember that yeah. the impact that it had on me well i was so gonna say there are some truly terrifying scenes in this movie when they first start investigating it and mm. like seeing what's going on that's that's really creepy testing stuff. the spirit if you will it is uh, creepy i, I and, will say you know this. again sorry uh, one more point i just want to make real quick before you jump in you know, I was I was jokingly saying, you know, how often do you see in your bedroom the entire bedroom is flying around in circles? But that scene when the paranormal investigators come into the house and they're having breakfast with them and they're like, yeah, you know, we know that most of this stuff is fake. Uh, you know, can you show us her room? And Craig T. Nelson doesn't even say anything. He just kind of looks at his wife, kind of looks at the investigators. The next thing you see is them walking up the steps and he's kind of got this look on his face like, OK, you don't believe it. And he opens up the door, and you hear like the the laughing and the things flying around the room, chilling. That is absolutely. A, oh yeah. If I haven't seen that movie in ten years, and I watch that scene, it, it terrifies me to the bone. It chills me to the bone. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say it's simplistic in this movie too. Like uh, I think one of the things that I mean, obviously, uh, is on the on the poster and the cover of the movie. Uh, I think one of the things that did it for me always was the popcorn screen, because I mean, I know me and the professor were born in the same year. Yeah. Uh, but uh, so it was a this was out a year before we were born. Uh, but growing up, of course, this movie was everywhere, this, yeah. and uh, especially the image of her, you know, the, they're here, and then the image of her sitting in front of the the screen that's just the, the fuzz, and where it touched the core for me, and where that became terrifying something that simplistic believe it or not is because going back to when we were kids tv stations used to sign off mm-hmm. and when they'd sign off they do that american you know the the, the american uh, the national anthem or whatever oh, sometimes america anthem. the beautiful yeah. depending yeah. on the channel and then it would go to the bars and then it would go to the, some of the stations didn't so go to the bars it went to popcorn yep it would just shh. so watching that you know you had been in a situation probably at some time in your youth where you fell asleep and woke up and the tv was doing just, that yep. so like it was very it could be very real so that to me when i was a child and that carried with me until i got older because of that imprint in society was always terrifying to me that that was the image that was associated with this movie and the they're here thing which it, and when you watch the movie isn't the actual most terrifying thing but it's that image that's burned in your head it's creepy as and hell. it becomes creepy because you live that i get now if you were a, a young kid now watching it for the first time and maybe some of our listeners who are younger who may have nev- never seen this movie or like, didn't see this movie later that? they might not get it as well but but if you if you were there, man, if you were if you remember growing up like that, you then you did it. Uh, professor, what was your t- takes to add on to Mike's? That, uh, you know, pros cons. Anything else you want to add in? Yeah, I I already kind of got into it a little bit. It's like a mixed tone. Um, I I love the movie. It's scary. Um, I'm not. It, it's not one of my all time favorite horror movies. Um, but it is close. It gets close to like top five, but it's not in my top five. Um, it would be probably top 15 in my, in my top 15, but, uh, it, uh, it just, you, hi- you have Spielberg writing it 
and then he hires Toby Hooper and it's it's got such a mix of like the mean-spirited Toby Hooper stuff but then the light like kind of sentimental Steven Spielberg stuff and it doesn't perfectly get the balance right on those things because then you have like these really gory moments like the uh, investigator who looks in the mirror and his face like you know that part that nasty he gory tears scene. his face off, tears yeah. his face off. Yeah. And, and like you have that and then you have like the light kind of family drama stuff and it and it just like it it feels like goonies ish you know and it feels like a spielberg movie but he hired hooper he should have should have passed the reins to hooper a little bit more i think uh, i'm gonna agree and disagree and the reason yeah. why I said that is I agree with this. Your statement was right on, but I think that the balancing was not as off as you think. Cause I think, yeah. I think now that we found in horror movies, uh, and it's, it's going on later and I, uh, for, for now is that there's gotta be a balance. There's gotta be a balance of light and dark in any movie. Cause yeah. if you go too far to one way or another, you're going to lose the audience. I will say, you know though, what I mean? Does like, that make because, sense? Yeah. I will say though that like, because of that, there is nothing else quite like it. You know right, what I mean? Right. Like, because it's a Spielberg Hooper, like mashup, there is nothing else. Right. Right. And like, I, I, get, I get you. There's, let there's me pose this question back, to you yeah. too. Let me pose this question to you. If Steven Spielberg didn't have his hand in it, because let's face it, if ET wasn't being filmed at the same time, Spielberg probably would have directed this movie himself. Uh, and there are the rumors that he actually was the one that really directed most of the movie. Some people say he did. Some people say it was Hooper. There's, there's a debate there. Yeah. A lot of rumors, but, if, if Steven Spielberg, who at the time was the hottest producer, director, whatever you want to call him, at, in the world at that time, well, he if he didn't have his hand in this movie and it didn't have those th- those th- that Steven Spielberg feel to it, would this be the pop culture iconic horror movie that it has been and always no. will be? No. If it was just I, – I, honestly, I, I'm going to throw it out there. If this was no, just a Toby well, Hooper movie – and it wasn't. There was no Spielberg interaction at all, which means that the movie would, it would be, be a cult it would classic. Be, it, it yeah. would be, yeah, be a cult classic. It'd be, a, but it'd be a complete different movie. Yeah. It would be more dark. There would have been some light to it, obviously, but it wouldn't have been as. Uh, he's not. Well, the, if Spielberg wrote the script and just was like here directed, right? But he would have changed the script, and that, that's what I'm yeah. saying. He yeah. would have changed the script. There would have been some lightness to it because the original script would have shown through in some areas. So it would have been a complete Toby Hooper movie because most Toby Hooper movies, as we know, don't have much light in them at all. They're kind of just. <laughs> let's see how dark we could actually get this well, movie. Texas Chainsaw Massacre Two is goofy. Well, yeah, but, but think about it. But, but that was because he made mean it more as a tongue. In, but yeah, he, yeah. he did it more as a tongue-in-cheek movie. Yeah, that's yeah. why. Because I, you got to remember when that movie came out, Evil Dead was super successful as that kind yeah. of movie. So kind of like he kind of borrowed. It's not light. It's, it's like, like poach, but, it's, but it's not like like but like good like here's a good point. Like they don't usually end with the happy ending. Yeah. And even the happy ending isn't the happy ending because look, let's look at the original it's Texas like, Chainsaw. Let's look at the classic. That movie, yes, she survives, but she's damaged. But she is done. Yeah. Like she is. She has witnessed some shit. And you could Same tell just in that last, though, in that last too, and the, think about it in the last minute, yeah. you, like the moments where she get away, you almost feel bad for her that she got away because you just see it in her face, especially when she's she's gone. Yeah, and so she didn't but, really she 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 lived, but she's dead. But also at the end of uh, Poltergeist here, like the family will never be the same. Oh yeah, absolutely. This. So uh, so it, it, that that is definitely a, but they're a Hooper, together. That's a Hooper cherry, yeah. you know, on top. Going, you know what? Yes, they they lived, they survived, but are they the same? Are they? Did they really? Were they really that? lucky it, it does have an interesting balance and yeah like it wouldn't be the hit it was if no if uh 
and it like they I wouldn't have had the budget. It's it's also like just very unique because it has those Spielberg. It has the Spielberg touch. Well, to obviously it. he wanted to go out and get a horror director, and yeah. that's what he did. And, and at the end of the day, the budget. Let's talk about it. the budget is yeah. where it's at. You know, um, so you know, I I, did, I I agree with everything you guys said. I like I said, the atmosphere is great in this movie. The balance is. I would I agree with the professor. I not to the extent, but I do agree that it's off. It could have been a little darker. I do believe it still needed those light moments because yeah, it if you go too far one way, this is a movie that I feel like it could have gone the Exorcist route. Yeah, yeah. And not that The Exorcist isn't a legendary movie, but think about it. People are terrified of The Exorcist to the point that they don't will never watch it again yeah. if they make it through the whole movie the first time, which is a, is a shame because it's a masterpiece. Whereas this movie, you can watch again and again because, yeah, it'll scare you in parts, but it'll bring you back to like levity. And it's funny, too. Yeah. And, uh, Spielberg doesn't want people throwing up and running out screaming. Pretty much, the or passing out yeah, or whatever. Like, yeah. Uh, so so I feel like this movie could have been that way if it didn't have the light ends. Yeah, I like the horror really stuff. Though. I yeah, I, I mean, I do too. I don't get me wrong. But I mean, this movie this movie's a great balance, and it's it's where horror went. Yeah. Think about it, this movie set the pace of where horror ended up going, where we have more balanced movies. Yeah. Think about it. Horror has become this balanced category where you have to have a little bit of comedy, you have to have a little bit of drama, yeah. and then you have to have the, the evil, horrible shit going on uh, overall. And I think that they, they captured it because the, the setting was perfect. Yeah. Suburbia. Like, let's be honest, suburbia, where you feel safe. You're on the suburbs. You're not in the city. You're not around the trash. You're not around whatever. You're supposed to be safe. Uh, they definitely took advantage of the quote-unquote whitewashing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, yeah. you know, it's very clean and, and you know, whatever, however you want to go about it, like uh, the, how the suburbs were described. And I think that's why Hooper probably in particular chose the suburbs. Yeah. I don't know where the script originally was written for, but I'm sure he chose that kind of cul-de-sac life because going, okay, we're going to bring terror to scare the shit out of average Americans yeah. because you know, the inner city is scary enough <laughs> here. Here we go. You're not safe outside of the city. Yeah. And I, I thought that was a very good touch. And uh, it was also a great touch. You know, of course, you know, one of the curses that people uh, believe was real was they use real skeletons, which we found on that show. They didn't, which I knew that before. Yeah. Cause uh great makeup, by the way, that takes away from the makeup effects guys who did an amazing job they, on those yeah, fake skeletons. They, holy crap. Well, they were they. The guy said he used real skeletons. That most films do use. The, yeah, but he the said scientific skeletons. He from said the, the cheap. He said he said cheaper films were used used to use real skeletons. Okay. He said this movie had a budget, and he was like, "It sucks because the guys who did them did an amazing job." Yeah. But they yeah. were not real. Yeah. Uh, so basically, he admitted they like, weren't dug up. And they weren't used. dug up and used yeah, and, yeah. and whatever. But other movies had, and he was like, "And there's no possession in those movies." I mean, yeah. whether you believe this film is cursed or not, I feel like a lot of it was happenstance. Yeah. I mean. I mean, you know, it's a stretch. I mean, there the was murder. that cool little interview with Zelda uh, Rubenstein. Yeah, yeah. Um, where she's like, shame on people, you know, yeah. almost. Especially because, especially you know, a little girl lost her life to a disease. Yeah. She didn't lose her the, life. She didn't lose her life to uh, happenstance where she got hit by a car or something fell on her. She died of a disease. Yeah. And uh, and, and a disease that was killing her her whole life. And that pretty Do much. Dominique Dunn was killed by her boyfriend. Boyfriend, a jealous boyfriend. I it's, mean, that, that would have happened whether she was in Poltergeist or whether she was in E.T. or whether, yeah. whatever movie she it's was in. It's not like Brandon Lee. That guy was a, yeah, it's not like Brandon Lee getting shot, which we'll see that in the next course. Yeah. That's easier to explain, but you know, and, and she was right. She she wasn't wrong there. So before we give our our, our ratings of this movie, let's uh, play a little game and see uh, who gets, comes closer to the ratings here. Okay, guys, ready? So ready. All right. So the first one is out of five. Common sense media. Uh, out of five, there can be points. What did this movie get? We'll go with Mike first. Mike, out of five, what did they give it? Four point three out of five. Professor. 
I'm going to go 4.5 out of 5. Well, Professor, you'll be closer because they went 5 out of 5. Wow. Okay. Wow. 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 So IMDb. Perfect movie to them. Perfect. Uh, yeah. Perfect. Uh, IMDb is up next. Once again, out of 10 this time ten. with points. Professor, you can go first. What was it? IMDb. Um, I'm going to give 8.5. Okay. And Mike? Uh, IMDb tends to be a little bit lower than some of the other ones. I'm going to say 8.0. Out of out of uh, ten. By the way, you both overshot. No points. Seven point three out of ten. Wow. Mm. Seven point three. I, I was surprised it was what so What a bunch low. of dinguses. Yeah. Next up, by the way, is Rotten Tomatoes. Out of a hundred percent, Mike. Out of a hundred percent, what did they give it on Rotten Tomatoes? Um, critics. These are the critics. Critics and fans. Rotten Tomatoes oh, and com- fans. combined. Critics and fans. It's a combined uh, one. Eighty-five. And professor. Eighty. Mike, you got it right on the nose. It was 85%. Wow. And then uh, uh, last but certainly not least, Google users. I'm going to hit the thumbs up button. It didn't change. Google users, this is all fans. Professor, out of 100%, all fans, what did they give it? I'm going to go with uh, 95. 95 for the professor. Mike, what did you give it? I'm going to give it well, 87. What, 87, you said? You both were over yeah. 85%. It's the same as Ron Tomatoes. Yeah. So, I mean, it's still out there. Now it's time. Now that we've done that, here comes the important part. You know what that is? That is our review and ratings. And uh, we usually do them a little differently. (laughs) The professor grades them on a a grade scale. Uh, Mike (laughs) likes to do them out of 10. And and on this show, I have formed to doing them out of 10 instead of the other scale. So I will go first just because then I can kick it out to everybody else. So I give this movie out of 10. This is one of those movies that I think is, as you know, I don't give anything a perfect grade. Uh, I just don't think it exists. But it's one of those movies that I think is a very good uh, movie. I give it actually a 9.0 out of 10. Uh-huh. So it's not as high as like my, uh, it's not as high as up there as like Halloween or Jaws or anything. They're getting closer to that 9.5, 9.6, you know, almost perfect number. But I, I really think that this movie touches, for me, it's uh, one of the movies that uh, it touches defi- you. Well, kind of in a way. <laughs> it touches me like that damn clown, man. Uh, well, but a clown I, but here's the thing. scary. Yeah. But here's the thing. I, it, 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 it's one of those things that made me fall in love with horror because yeah, it was one of those yeah. lighter movies as a kid where I was terrified of other things. This was scary to me, but at the same time, because of the lighter overtones, it took away it. for yeah. it eased in there. So this is one of the reasons why I still love horror. So I always give it a little higher. Rewatching it this past week, uh, I still love the movie. I still think that it's timeless. Uh, that's why I never will watch that remake because I don't think there ever needed to be a remake to this oh, movie. No, no, no. What, that's why I also give it that rare fight. Trust air. me, I've seen it. It was it was the most god awful thing. Sam Who's? Rockwell acted like he didn't want to Sam be Rockwell. Sam Rockwell. Okay. So, so uh, okay, Mike, you can go next is that way, and then we can kick it to the professor last. I know you do it out of 10 just like me. What did you give this movie? Right. Yeah, so keep in mind that pretty much anything over 7 for me is usually pretty much considered excellent. Um, this may seem a little bit low, but I want to I wanna stress that I give this a very, very, very strong 8.5 out of 10. Oh, that's a good. That's still a good grade. I don't. I wouldn't say. I mean, like I said, I think I give. I, you know me. I'll bump mine a little bit for nostalgia. But eight point five is a fair grade. I really do think it's a fair grade. Right. And yeah. it does align with everything else because eight point five it can go over to eighty five percent, which would align with you know pretty much everything else. So that's, that's, that's pretty fair grade. I think it's fair. Yeah. Uh, okay, professor, you're going to grade this because you give everything a grade. So go in, tell us what you're grading and how you graded it. Well, yeah. Uh, out of the ten scale, but giving it a letter grade, like so, out of ten, I'd give it an eight point eight, which is an eighty eight average. Um, which would be a B plus, B plus. Oh, yeah, it's not bad. It's yeah. good. Um, you know, and just going into some of the reasons, it's just like a weird. 
it's a weird it's a weird popular movie mm-hmm. um doesn't the nostalgia's there um didn't strike as much of a chord with me as maybe you guys um when i was a kid but uh it is it is it, and, that, it is and that's significant, why we both say you're wrong your and it's wrong. and it's you're a not, significant you're not allowed to have an opinion but, but it is a significant uh it is a significant important horror film I, I gotta i gotta be honest with you mike though he gave it more a higher grade than you did so yeah you for, can't call him yeah, wrong. his grades don't mean the same as mine do what's well, 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 a point five like a, that's a b you gave it a b yeah, but, but no it's not it, a b but solid b but he, teacher, he has a different grading if he, you're grading it out of 100 yeah. percent with 65 percent failure <laughs> yeah see you grade you grade the movies mine. he doesn't yeah, his, yeah. his believe it or not on his scale yeah. in 8.5 is a really good grade yeah it is so i mean i'm just five out of ten is average in my scale yeah yeah yeah, well, I'm with you. My scale is based on what Mike's scale is based yeah, on. Yeah. But I get the professor is the professor. He has to grade Yeah, things. I got a, a B plus. So he gives it a B plus, which is fine. If, as long as he stands by that, you know, in, in the future, he might not want to give a number grade to something because he might think something, he might give it the number grade of an A8 and go, well, actually, I liked it. It was an A or an A minus, <laughs> but B plus is good. That's no A pluses, grade. no A pluses. No A pluses. See, that's another thing. That's, that's 99.9%. <laughs> yeah, see, I, I can't give anything. The highest movie I give, as everybody knows, and I think Halloween is the closest to perfect movie, and that's a 9.7. That's the highest yeah. on my scale, and right behind that is Jaws at a nine point five, yeah. and and it, it goes on and on. And I, I'm not going to go down everything, but I'm just saying I've never given anything a perfect because I don't believe anything is perfect because there's always something you can find. I don't care how good the movie is, there's always something that you didn't sit right with you. It might not, it might sit perfect with somebody else, but it didn't sit right with you. So that's how I always like that. Yeah. But you know what we're interested in now? We're interested in what you think at home, and that's simple. If you uh, want to send it in, go ahead and do that. Horror Zone six oh seven on Facebook. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, like and share the page while you're at it. If you don't already do that and let us know what you think also you can uh, find us on twitter and instagram where you can also hit us up and that is at horrorzone 607 uh once again we always are open to any kind of conversation you guys want to have whether it's just to say hi whether it's to uh, suggest a movie we should review whether it's to say suggest a topic we should talk about or you know if you just want to give your opinion we always like to hear other opinions it's you know once again an opinion everybody can have one every we you know we could pull 100 people and 100 people will be different that's why when you looked at those percentages it's 85 percent on rotten tomatoes because Obviously, a percentage of people, there's 15% of people who might have not liked the movie or didn't like it as much. Yeah. So there you go. That's, that's that's bottom line. So we always are interested in here because you might be able to point something out that we missed, obviously. And, of course, use that hashtag HZ607 so we know you are part of the conversation you own. And Mike C., take them home. All right. Well, thank you guys for tuning in to Horizon 607. We will, of course, be back at it next week. The guys in the studio, me, I, I'll probably be tunneled uh Somewhere, uh, I would have to say, maybe I might make it to Florida uh, by next week. But uh, I'm going to carve out uh, my tunnel as I relocate. Uh, you got to be near you know, the Mississippi by now. Are you under the Mississippi? I'm under the Mississippi River as we speak. <laughs> so I'm the actually tunneled below it. The old man. Yeah. So by next week, hopefully, I'll make it to Florida, and uh, somewhere I'll be set up with a I'll be setting up shop with a new bunker. But uh, I want to thank uh, the professor for taking time out of his busy schedule to to make it here. Oh yeah. And uh, of course, Rich, thank you for everything that you do, producing, and uh, you know just making the show all around perfect for us. And uh, yeah, that, that's all I got. So uh, until next week, when we're back at it, giving you guys more uh, entertainment. Uh, Think you keep your mind off of the world as it is right now. This is Mike C saying, see ya.